Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Chocolate Starfish. Oh, my goodness. It's our odd An pod. existential trip through the brown eye. <laughs> it is our odd pod podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to the odd, as were mentioned, mm-hmm. the macabre. And what else? And everything else in between. And everything in between. Stop it. To include. Stop it. Don't do it. The chocolate starfish. We did it anyway. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm so good. I'm just real happy to be here. Yeah, I can tell. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Love that. Love it. It's missing a little something something. I don't know what it is. I didn't make it. Okay, enough. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're both running on like too little sleep. My sleep schedule has been so fucked up. And I haven't slept since Friday. And it's... I think I'm just not going to sleep again until we buy a house. It's Tuesday. I haven't slept since Friday. Just like, you know, everything that happens with the house is like, is nine o'clock okay? And in my heart, I'm like, nine p.m. <laughs> but no, <laughs> never. It's never nine p.m. Because we live in a world that discriminates against night shift workers. It really not convenient. It at is all. not. For either. I want to go. Really. I want to view a fucking house at midnight. I should be able to view a house at midnight. I'm saying. I mean, they're sleeping. <laughs> we'll be quiet. I just want to creep around just a little crawl bit. in bed next to them and be like, I just wanted to know how much room we had. <laughs> I wanted to know how much space between the bed and the wall. <laughs> Shh, it's okay. Shh. I'm going to make an offer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, how you doing? Um, I drank a cold brew before recording, and I'm going to take a sleeping pill later and see who wins, so I'll let you know. Either way, your heart loses. Either way, I lose. Yeah. Well, that's fun. What kind of episode are we looking at this week? Well, I think we know who's winning. It's the sleeping pills. Um. Oh, you took it already? Yeah. Oh, boy. We are on borrowed time, people. <laughs> Luckily, this is probably going to be a short episode. Oh, good. Uh, but this is a Billy episode. That's it's how Billy you know episode. it's going to be short. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you told me it was going to be short. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> it's also our 50th episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Happy 50. <laughs> happy 50. And like the least fanfare ever. Like, hey, guys, this is the 50th episode. Sorry, we're racing time. It's going to be a short episode. But you know what? In my opinion, we're just giving you more of what you came here for consistently. <laughs> we're consistent maybe we'll do something special for our 60th episode How about 52? everybody does 50 it's played out you know let's do 52 52 or what what'll be a year of episodes what number 50 what within between 50 and 60 what's divisible by four let's do that one 56 56 math oh yeah it is it's is four, it yeah <laughs> it sounded right it's 14 four times 14 is 56 so on our 56th episode <laughs> I know. Look at the big math brain on you. (laughs) That's my bride. (laughs) Hate that. My wife. I'm glad you don't go around calling me your bride. No shade to anybody that we know. This is my bride. 
She belongs to me. I bought her. For I gave her. What was my dowry? It was like eight pumpkins. <laughs> I'm glad I'm worth at least eight, eight. pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight pumpkins. She's worth at least eight vegetables. Eight pumpkins, two butternut squash, and a tray of sugar cookies. What kind of sugar cookies? Do not say the ones with the thick frosting on the top. Mm-mm. It's the ones that have the jack-o'-lanterns in them. Ah, ah, fuck yeah. And some had bats. <gasps> okay, sold. Okay. Yeah, man. Hobbits are weird. My recent obsession with Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. I've been seeing some good Lord of the Rings TikTok. There's a dude on there that's got some sweet like info that is not common yeah. knowledge. We'll exchange that later. Yeah. Do you want to like... Maybe we could just... Oh, I guess we hey, should start wait, the episode. Wait, wait. Where can I find us? What do you mean? Just kidding. I know what you mean. You can find us at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com or at linktr.ee slash OOPP. Uh, if you like our intro and outro music, you can find us on darrencurtismusic.com and you can find Felicia soon on Tinder when she divorces me for being a pain in the ass. Mm, I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Tinder's a scary thing. We just mix in a little boomer humor and mix up the algorithm a little bit, see what we get. Okay. I don't, I don't think they would like this show very don't much. like boomer humor. I don't think they would like Billy humor. <laughs> Lost us with the, the sacrilegious jokes. We are never sacrilegious on never. this show. We speak about the Dark Lord Satan with reverence only. What are we talking about today? Oh, uh, that's a great question. I don't know. You do I, know. I lied. I didn't make an episode. Oh. I was just going to talk about pumpkins for an hour and a this half. This was the long con for you. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to talk about... Now, let me just preface this, okay? Uh, we love it when the episode starts with a preface. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I did not look up how to say any of these fucking locations or names, okay? Oh, okay. And so it took you, place, you really took a note out of my book. It took place in Russia. So inevitably, I'm going to fuck this up. Well, okay. you said inevitably. So so beautifully. Well, thank you. Um, I don't see how I'm you gonna can just say them with up. confidence. I'm gonna pretend like I'm right, and in, on the off chance that someone who speaks Russian is listening to this podcast. Hey, how's it going? Hey, first of all, hello. How are you? Um, second of all, I'm sorry for butchering your, your language. beautiful language. Well, it's the backwards case. Your language, anyway. It's a different alphabet. Leave me alone, okay? Today we're gonna be talking about. A sweet little lady by the name of Princess Olga of Kiev. That's my aunt. Or Kiev. Kiev. I'm going to say Kiev. Kiev. I don't know why. Just I want to. You say it when you throw, Ooh, your, you know what? You throw your neck back and say it at the same time. Kiev! <laughs> That's not what I meant. Is that not what you meant? Kiev! Like, keep. That's what you meant. 
I went a totally different way with that. Crap. Keep. 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 Oh. She's crying. <laughs> this is where people just turned off. I'm not. I can't edit this out. I got to keep this. People are just gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm good." Imagine the first time. God damn it! I mean, I was trying to make it. Imagine the first time you listen to this podcast and you just come across this part. getting lower anyway princess olga of kiev <laughs> i she, need a minute Hold on. sorry it's okay i'm hilarious <laughs> you okay Kiev. Okay. i just meant like kiev uh, yeah <laughs> you said throw your neck back i'm thinking like a bird like a seagull. Okay. okay. She's also known as Saint. She's also known as Saint Olga, and sometimes credited as founding with her grandson Vladimir. Oh. What has come? Oh, to, Uncle Vlad. Not different Vlad. Oh, never mind. What has come to be known as Russian Christianity, the Moscow Patriarchate within Eastern Orthodoxy. Orthodoxy. She was the ruler of Kiev as regent for her son. <laughs> and she was the grandfather grandmother, she was the grandmother of Saint Vladimir, great grandmother of Saint Boris and Saint Gleb. So just really like a whole family of saints, okay? When they say the saints go marching in, they're talking about this family. Actually, that's true. Wait, really? No. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So she lived about from about eight hundred eight hundred and ninety to about six or nine sixty nine. She lived from eight hundred and ninety to nine sixty nine. Yeah, those are dates. Yes, those are three number three dates. dates. It's a wow. It's a ways back. This was like pre Christian Russia before I was born. Yeah, by a few years. Yeah, a couple of decades before you were born. Yeah, you okay. Eldritch horror. Uh, dates for Olga's birth and marriage are not very certain. Okay. Um, yeah, it's hard to keep records that early. The primary chronicle gives her birth date as 879. But if her son was born in 942, then that date's a little suspect. Yeah. Because she'd be like 50 something, right? Yeah. Maybe. They spit them out later than that now. I'm just so. saying. They'd just be spitting them out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, as I mentioned, she was also known as Saint Olga, um, Saint Helen, 
Helga, Olga Piakrisa, Olga the Beauty, and Elena Timecheva. Last one is completely different from yeah, all the other I ones. Don't know. <laughs> she had a lot of names. Her baptismal name was Helen. Okay. Um, which I think is where some of the Elena and the Helgas and stuff come from. Olga of Kiev was one of the most vicious and vengeful rulers in the history of Kievian Rus. <laughs> Rus, the principality that would eventually give birth to modern Russia. Okay. Ukraine and Belarus. Uh, stretching at its height from the Baltic Sea in the north to the Black Sea in the south. From sea to not-so-shining sea, because it's a Black Sea. The most metal of seas, actually. Yeah, that's... Yeah. If you drink it, you your neck swells out like Corpse Grinder. You know, that dude's got a big neck. You ever seen that dude's neck? Uh-uh. It's big. So anyway, <laughs> once upon a time in the Middle Ages, in <clears throat> Eastern Europe, there was a federation of Slavic and Finno-Ugric peoples called Kievan Rus. Yes. It covered parts of today's Russia, Belarus, and the Ukraine, as I mentioned literally like two seconds ago. <laughs> um, Igor of Kiev, or Prince Igor, as they <laughs> called him. Doing, doing what? <laughs> what do you mean? No. I'm not, I don't hear anything. Continue. Am I doing something? No, just continue. Or Prince Igor, as they called him, ruled in the 10th century. That's 10 years after zero. No, that's 10th century. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, the prince and his wife, Princess Olga, were considered the most beautiful couple at the time. He Stand was a, Standard was low. He was a powerful monarch and a wise military leader, and his wife, who got married at 15, was a symbol of oh, beauty. She was quite old. So they called her Beautiful Olga. So gross. They had a 15-year-old symbol of beauty. To be fair. I think those that were was... the days. No, that's pretty old for those days. That's fair, yeah. Uh, they I lived feel like in... most of the time they're like married off by 12. Yeah. So 15, she was really borderline spinster. Right. <laughs> so they lived in Kiev, today's capital <laughs> of Ukraine, and the whole country talked about <laughs> their love. Oh. But happily ever after exists only in fairy tales. Oh, that transition. The downward spiral started when a Slavic tribe called the Drevlians. I thought you were going to say it with confidence. I, I stuttered. The Drevlians stopped paying tribute to Kiev. This happened when Igor's guardian, Prince Oleg, passed away. Not Oleg. There's a lot of O names. Anyway. The relationship between the Drevlians, oh God, the Drevlians and Ru and Kievian Rus was complex. They had joined the Rus in military campaigns against the Byzantine Empire and paid tribute to Igor's predecessors, but they stopped doing that in 1912 when the previous prince died, and instead paid this glorified protection money to a local warlord. Makes sense. Okay, so basically, Daddy died. They didn't want to pay Baby what they owed so they paid it to the other guy so they're like hey take this money and just protect us i guess yeah and so kiev's former ally with whom they battled against the byzantine empire turned into an enemy oh so in 1945 prince igor went to the drevlian capital iskorest iskoristan 1945 no 945 940 did i say 1945 you said 19 oh, i was bad. like wow we have a time jump <laughs> vampirism it's weird <laughs> it's timey-wimey anyway uh, it went to the Drev Drevlian capital of Iskoristan. 
to convince him to pay tribute to Kievan Rus again. Okay, since Igor's army was much larger than the Drevlians, they agreed to pay him. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, please don't kill us. But please. on his way home, Igor figured out uh, that the promised amount they gave him wasn't enough. Uh-huh. So he turned his horse around. He went back with a smaller number of soldiers. Like an idiot. Uh, it didn't end very well this not, time. Not strategic. No. Uh, when the Drevlians saw Igor coming back, their prince, who was named Mal, told his people, if a wolf come among the sheep, he will take away the whole flock one by one unless he be killed. Ooh. If we do not thus kill him, he will destroy us all. And so they did. That's uh, wild. Um, Byzantine chronicler Leo the Deacon wrote about the prince's death. The Drevlians bent two birch trees down to the prince's legs and tied each to Ah. one of his feet. Ah. As they let them go, the prince's body was torn apart. Ah. Not a very glorious death, uh, but as we've learned about this region of the world, it gets wild. The imagery. Yeah. Oh, God. So he just got wishboned. And not the cute little doggy either. They wishboned him. They wishboned him. I wonder who got to make the wish. So meanwhile, in Kiev, his wife, Olga, is waiting for him to come back. Um, Little does she know he got wishboned. He did not come back. Needless to say, when she found out about her husband's fate, she was inconsolable. That's fair. To find out that your husband died is one thing. To find out he got wishboned. Yeah. Ooh. It's rough. That's <laughs> a mighty definition of rough. So with their son, the three-year-old uh, Sivyatoslav. Beautiful name. Two young. Oh, yes. Beautiful Sivyatoslav. Just like my grandma. <laughs> grandma Sivy, we used to call her. <laughs> so he was too young to take the throne. Obviously, he was three years old. Why not let the three-year-old? So she stepped up to rule as regent. Um, so thus became the first woman to rule Russia. So early. Yeah, quite early. Who knew they were so progressive? What happened? Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Olga was miserable and she was pissed because of the way Igor died. Obviously. I'm going to give her a pass on that one. Yeah. Needless to say, her feelings did not wane over time. It was actually quite the contrary. Hell hath no warm, like. Fury like a woman scorned. Oh, yeah. It's about her. Yeah. I feel like that could be accurate. <laughs> um, so people were kind of talking about how she was acting weird. Um, no acting one, weird? Grieving. No one dared mention to her that she needs to remarry because uh, she, she would execute anyone who suggested that. So I power. their head. Just, I have a feeling it was a little bit more intense than that, just based on what we're going to learn here. She's like, they're like, hey, have you ever thought about like getting with the guy next door? And she just pulls out a, like a sword from like her dress. It just, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> cuts his dick off. She cuts his neck off. Neck, cuts his, cuts his neck off. Yeah. Just the neck. Just the neck. Um. So the Drevlians now thought right back on the that shoulders. they were dealing with just another like meek noble woman who could be easily cowed. Easily cowed? They, yeah. You never heard this phrase? No. Like easily cowed, like. Hey, do this, and you're like, okay. Oh, I thought you meant like they were gonna breed her. Oh uh, well, I mean like. I was like, I didn't like that. Yeah, so they arranged her to marry their prince Mal. 
Wait. AKA the person who ordered. So the guy who was like. Killed the wolf. The, the woman who was like, I'm not marrying anybody else. Some teacher suggested to me. And they were like, we're going to set you up to marry our cousin it's Mal. Like, we hear what you're saying, but wouldn't you love to marry this guy who literally ordered the death of your husband? That surely won't lead to any, like, no. issues. They're probably the fine. And she married him, and they had four babies and lived happily ever after. No, <laughs> For I'm a second, kidding. I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> not no. where I saw that story going. Uh, not only would they be free from paying tribute to the Kievan Rus, Rus, whatever, they would rule them as well. However, this is like a business transaction, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they were trying. Not only did they kill Igor, but now they were trying to like benefit off of it by putting a like their dude in power. They're like, let's exploit this grieving woman. Yeah. And treat her as a a business object. Now, unfortunately for them, they were very wrong about Olga. Yeah, no. Uh, she was Good very much on some fuck around and find out shit, okay? <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. But uh, we don't need to worry because soon they would know her very well. Okay, I can't wait. The, she might be my new hero. Yeah, so 20 overly confident Drevlian negotiators boated down the Dnieper River to Kiev to begin proceedings to cement the union of the two East Slavs or whatever, uh, the Drevlians and the Kiev. The following morning, the visiting dignitaries, resplendent in their best robes, waited outside the court of Olga, having been told that the princess would prepare a great honor for them. Would okay. she? <clears throat> little, did she little did they know that she had ordered her men to dig a deep trench around the outside of the castle the night before. So these men were seized and thrown into the trench um, that she had ordered Doug the previous day. Yeah. And as her men began burying the dignitaries alive, <laughs> uh, she peered over the edge of like her whatever over the edge of the trench, and she asked the envoys if they found the honor to their taste. <laughs> Ooh! Uh, they shouted up at her that the slow, agonizing suffocation was worse than the death of Igor, but she did not give a fuck. She was like, "And your point is that's like." Uh, if they found the honor to their taste. My, I'm going to get one of those like little pegboards. I need that written somewhere. Yeah. Put that on my body. <laughs> I don't know. Just going to get a Olga, a Olga of Kiev tattoo. Just my whole left arm is dedicated to Olga. Yeah. Just like the four stages of Olga's revenge. Yeah. As a sleep. It'll tell a story. That's actually a pretty sick idea. Yeah. If you don't do that, I'll do it. Trademark. TM. <laughs> patent, patent pending. <laughs> So Olga's plan for vengeance against the Drevlians was four-tiered, as I mentioned, okay? With the negotiators out of the way... We're only on the first tier. Yes. Oh, God. So you got to imagine, word doesn't travel very fast in these times, okay? So with the negotiators out of the way, she sent word to Prince Mal, who was not yet aware of the, his envoy's fate, asking him to send a company of his best men to escort her to Dereva, which is the land where the Drevlians, you know, that dwelled. Is, that makes sense. Um, when the men arrived in Kiev, the princess suggested they freshen up in her bathhouse before their audience with her. Ooh. So they're like, okay, cool. You know, she's, yeah, she's being so, she's being so nice. Hospitable. Um, but Olga was a resourceful lady. She Ooh, ordered her people to lock she... the bathhouse with them inside yeah. and she set it on fire. Yeah, she did. So the Drevlians couldn't get out and they were burned to death. Ah! So now if you're keeping score, it's two, one. 
If Olga. we're keeping score, she has buried somebody <laughs> alive and she has burnt yeah. his best men. And that is not even the most fucked up thing that she's, she does before this is you over. You know, golf clap. Yeah. Um. So with this cunning move, Princess Olga got rid of a large part of the Drevlian leadership. She's really just like doing it for me right now. Yeah. And she was not finished yet. Oh no, we still got two more tears. We got two more tears. We got like three more pages. Oh, good. Oh, we are plowing, plowing through this. Um, sorry, I lost my place. Oh, here we go. She wasn't finished yet. I said that. Next, Olga set her sights on the warriors of Dereva. Okay. This time she brought I can't the, wait. She brought the fight to their doorstep. Oh. She, she actually traveled to Dereva's capital, which is Iskoristan. Uh, which is today's Koristan near the Ukraine's northern border with Belarus. She knew what she was doing. Under the pretense of arranging a funeral for her late husband. So they oh. still have no idea that she has just murdered all their dudes. Somehow, Prince Mal still didn't feel suspicious when Olga sent the Derevlians well, another you message. Know, Mal's thinking with his other yes. prince, not. He's thinking with his peen. <laughs> yes. The small Ign prince. Ignore the unseen when you think with your peen. Uh, so she sent another message to them. She said, prepare great quantities of mead in the town where you killed my husband. I want to cry on his grave and hold a funeral feast for him. Did they actually bury him? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, well, and so they nice. gave her mead and she went to Igor's grave with a small entourage and actually cried on his grave. She just repaid the favor. They buried her husband. She buried... Right. I think it's fair. Yeah. Tit for tat. Um, the shoe fits, man. Yeah. So she did. So she actually she, got to like, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. She, no, go ahead. She got to cry on his grave. Yes. I bet that helped with the grieving process. And then Maybe they had. Maybe like ignite a little bit more anger. Yeah. And then they had like a funeral feast. Uh, during the feast, the Drevlians around her started drinking. One of them asked her what happened to the two entourages they had sent to her. She replied they were on their way with her husband's guard of honor. And apparently for the drunk Drevlians, that answer was good enough. They were like, oh, makes story sense. checks out. Um, they continued to pour mead next to whatever. I don't know where that line came from. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> so she waited until the soldiers were good and drunk. And then she straight up like Game of Thrones red wedding to their asses by ordering her men to kill them. Really? So the Kievans right, massacred. First of all. I didn't get to see the Red Wedding yet. Okay, well, I didn't tell you what happened. I got an idea of what happened. People die. But it's Game of Thrones. It's like me, every episode. You're telling me people die in Game of Thrones? <laughs> I know. Shocker, right? They also have sex. <laughs> what? Yeah, there are dragons. It's crazy. Incest. It's got a little bit of everything. So anyway. Right, back to Olga. Uh, the Kievians massacred approximately 5,000 drunk Drevlian soldiers what? at her husband's funeral that they had bankrolled, basically. So not only did they provide all the meat and food and shit. <laughs> um, but this still wasn't enough for Olga. Let's pause. Okay. Let's recap. Okay. Olga has buried... Their representatives alive. Yes. In a trench that they dug. Yes. She has 
burned alive. A group of people sent to bring her back. Yeah, not just a group of people, like people her, in the his nobility. Best men. Yeah. And then she got them to hold a funeral feast for the husband that they killed. Uh huh. For them to get so drunk mm -hmm. that they were easily able to slaughter. Yes. Five thousand mm -hmm. people. Yep. On their dime. Yes, all on their dime. They got murdered on their own dime. I think I'm in love. <laughs> well, the next part's a little more fucked up, so don't go singing her praises just yet. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, this did not go over well for the Drevlands. They responded by laying siege to Kiev. Siege to Kiev. <laughs> uh, which Olga handily won the war and sent the invaders packing. She immediately... I, would, I wouldn't want to fuck with her at this point. <laughs> right. Following the siege, she immediately led her army uh, back to their capital and laid siege to them for an entire year, uh, which resulted in the eventual defeat of the people who murdered her husband. She knew what she was doing. So the starving civilians during the siege surrendered. But since Olga's army had laid waste to Deriva, the locals had nothing really with which to kind of appease their conquerors, right? Right. So they didn't have anything to offer. Yeah. So Olga began part four of her vengeful plot. Ooh. Olga went to Kiev to prepare her army to kill the rest of the Drevlian citizens. She started a campaign against the Drevlians who didn't have any leaders, who no longer had any leaders. Yeah, All their leaders were dead. They're dead now. She managed to drive their soldiers back into their towns where they originated or whatever. Then she led her army to the capital where Igor was killed. Like I said, she laid siege to the town for a year. But during that time, I skipped ahead a little bit. During the siege, she couldn't defeat them. Um, but then she had an idea. So she sent a message to the citizens. Mm -hmm. She said, why do you persist in holding out? I've conquered all your towns, and they pay me a tribute and peacefully cultivate their land. But you'd rather die of hunger without submitting to tribute. And they were like, mm, we got nothing. That makes sense. She's speaking some facts. And they were kind of like, okay, Olga, but we're still kind of freaked out that maybe you want to kill us because of the whole us murdering your husband thing. Um, Which, to be fair, at this point, reasonable thought. Right. And she was like, uh, no, that's okay. You know, we, we've kind of had enough. We're ready to move on. All I ask is just one little small tribute. I want three pigeons and three sparrows from each house in the city. Were sparrows and pigeons like abundant? I'm assuming so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that seemed like a pretty low price for the citizens. So they're like, fuck six, yeah. Six birds piece. Six birds. Hell yeah. We can just catch those. We don't have to pay for them or anything, you know? <laughs> so they obeyed the order and they gave her all the birds they could find and olga took these birds and turned them into weapons of mass destruction <laughs> what? <laughs> what did she do uh she ordered her army to tie burning wicks to the ankles of each bird okay which then immediately flew back to their nests set fire to the drevlian homes and incinerated the remaining inhabitants who were mostly women and children. Oh, man. Um, some of the residents managed to run away from the burning town, but Olga's people caught them. Uh, they killed most of them, and they kept others as slaves to be sold later. 
Um, and the rest had to stay in their ruined capital and pay her tribute. They done fucked up, man. Ooh. Yeah. So she was pissed. She had zero fucking mercy for the people who were complicit in murdering her man. You know what? I'm still on her side. <laughs> um. So I would do the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. You burn a whole city down for me. Hell yeah, I would. That's sweet. You say the sweetest things. You say the sweetest things. Tell me more about the <laughs> war crimes you'd commit for me. Um, for legal reasons, I need to specify that, that is a joke. That is a joke. <laughs> We're talking about in the 900s here. Yeah, if it was the year 900, I would burn down an entire city for right. you. Because, you know, they didn't really have rules against that. Yeah. So this whole time, she's just the queen regent, okay? Because yeah. her son is a baby. He's not old enough. He's like be. five at this point. Right. Uh, so she he only knows violence she ruled until her son came of age in the year 948 thank god <laughs> they were like oh we were ready oh, thank you not jesus yet but we'll get there um she proved to be thank a very babushka. yeah thank you odin i guess i think they were te- they were vikings basically Ooh. um thank odin she proved to be a very capable sovereign in fact she was one of the most powerful women in the middle ages you don't say. Maybe you haven't noticed. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> She's a badass bitch. Um. So 12 years later, in the year 957, 12 years later after her son became Her son is age, in charge. She's just on vacation. She visited Emperor Constantine VII in Constantinople. Which would later be Istanbul. Which is today's Istanbul. Uh, and at the time, it was the capital of the Byzantine Empire. Constantine was smitten. I mean, like... Um, he asked her to convert to Christianity and rule with him as his queen. Olga agreed to convert, but apparently she wasn't that into Constantine. But So she resorted to like her old wiles and tricks, okay? She asked him to stand as her godfather in baptism, which then made the marriage indecent and therefore null and void. <laughs> uh, and she's quoted as telling him, how can you marry me after yourself baptizing me and calling me your daughter? For among Christians, that is unlawful, as you yourself must know. She's like, you're my dad. You're my dad. Although, stepdad. There's a whole category out there. And then she got stuck in a washing machine. It was like a whole thing. Oh, God. She got stuck in a well. <laughs> or a washing machine, whatever. Wash pan. The couch. I don't know. <laughs> Nevertheless, Constantine. Stairs, I don't know. Constantine continued to lavish Olga with gifts upon her return to Kiev. So he wasn't her husband, but he was her daddy, her sugar daddy. Stop. <laughs> and so Olga converted to Christianity and got the name Helena or Elena after St. Helena, the mother of Roman Emperor Constantine the Great. Do you think it's like Mount St. Helen? Maybe. Where is that? Washington. Oh. Right? Sure. You continue That's a volcano, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it in one of our cryptid episodes, I think. Probably. Yeah, so, it was in Washington. This way she became the first Russian woman ruler who converted to Christianity. Um later Constantine demanded that she send him slaves and furs in exchange for his gifts. Olga replied that she would, but only when he spent as much time in Kiev as she did in Constantinople. And let's just 
presumed that he never visited her there, so Olga outwitted him again. <laughs> However, she knew how to get people to leave her alone. There are some historical interpretations that deny the authenticity of that of that story, and I refuse to believe them. They claim that Olga had already been baptized in Kiev before she came to Constantinople, but I choose to believe the story we told because it's a lot cooler. Yeah. Also, Mount St. Helen is not named after Olga. Oh, okay. Who's it named after? Is it perhaps named after the person that she got the name from? No. Um, it's named after a Aline Fitzherbert. Oh, okay. Good old, old Madam Fitzherbert. So, we can't be sure, really, about the truth 100% because history is like a mishmash of different versions. It's it's hard to keep track. There's been so much of it. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> there has been a lot of There's history. There's been a lot of history. Uh, I guess just pick one that, that works for you best. I'm going to pick that she went to Constantinople and made the emperor look like a dummy. I, I like that version as well. And fun fact, the holy emperor of Constantinople, I'm pretty sure, are the ones who would eventually become like the popes, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the holy Roman emperor, you know? I don't know. Whatever. Sure. That's makes sense Byzantine. to me. That's not Rome, but here we go. Well, I'm going to move on before I sound like something. an idiot. Before you end up looking like big dumb idiot. A big dumb fucking idiot, like um, I always do. I forgot his name already. Stepdaddy. Oh, Constantinople. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Constantine. Stepdaddy Constantine. Was it Constantine? Hold on. Oh yeah, Constantine. Constantine the seventh. You can see where the confusion is. There were six before him. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep them straight. Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep them separated. You're starting to look like seventh Constantine. Yeah, you're starting to look like Constantine number seven. Yeah. Get it together. And that's not the Keanu Reeves one, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> or the Matt Ryan one. Anyway. Once home, Olga tried to convert her son, who is now the king of Kievan Rus, but he refused. He refused. <laughs> he has his mom's attitude. Right. However, he did agree not to persecute the people in his kingdom who did convert to Christianity, which marked a crucial turning point for Christianity in Russia and in its neighboring lands. You think he probably only did that for his mom. Right. You're right. That's a son's love for his mother. Yeah. Um, Nothing else. In 1547, nearly 600 years after her death in 969, the Russian Orthodox Church named Olga a saint and equal to the apostles. So she is one of only five women to be honored in this way. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway, that's jumping ahead a little bit. You better backtrack it. After her son... Sviatoslav became the ruler of Kiev. Olga dealt with administration. She took care of the country while Shatoslav was in battle. Uh, she still lived in Kiev in the castle of Vishgorod with her grandsons. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that's like their ancestral castle. Uh, later, her grandson Vladimir the Great converted, converted all the Kievan Rus to Christianity. And nowadays, so his grandson was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to one up my dad. I'm going to finish this. Yeah. Grandma, I got you. I got you, Gam Gam. <laughs> or, uh, I'm going to make you my babushka. I told you I'm your favorite. <laughs> I'm your favorite. She's like, you're the, yeah, that's why I call you Vladimir the Great. Um, <laughs> you're so great, Vladimir. <laughs> <laughs> you're so great, Vladimir. <laughs> you make your grandma real proud. 
I needed you this sweater made out of your enemy's entrails. Um, nowadays, the Russian people hold Olga as their predecessor to the Orthodox religion. Um, which is like Russian Orthodox. Have you ever seen those priests? They look intense, dude. To Makes be fair, sense. Story I think a lot out. of people just look intense in Russia. That's fair. They're very intense people. Yeah. I used to have a Russian friend um, when I was in college, and I would see her in the garden or like the little outdoor area or whatever. I'd be like, hey, why do you look so mad? Or what's up? What's wrong? Are you, are you mad? You look mad. She's like, I'm not mad. I'm Russian. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's got that, uh, it's, it's not resting bitch face, it's Russian bitch yeah, face. <laughs> Russian bitch face. And yeah, like very pleasant, super nice person, but anytime you would see her, she looked fucking pissed. Anyway, uh, where was I? I? Say that was love, BT dubs. Yeah, for sure. It's all love. As a person with resting bitch face. <laughs> um, One RB... To another. Yeah. <laughs> RBF to, not to another RBF. It's all love, sis. It's all love. Uh, before she died, Olga told her son to bury her without the pagan burial feast. Uh, Shvatislav disapproved of her Christian tradition, but he did do as she wished because he's a good boy. He didn't want to have like a nice meal after a funeral? She wasn't a Viking. She was Orthodox Christian. But you could still have a nice meal after the funeral. Okay, but like the pagan burial feast is like a whole thing of its own. It's like a different animal. It just sounds like you're giving up a good reason. Sounds like you're jipping the mourners out of a tasty turkey or That's something. That's what I'm saying. Right. Everybody's sitting around with their horned helmets on and their giant turkey legs. I know how Vikings do things. I'm just saying like when I'm I've sad, seen Renaissance there's fairs. nothing more than I want. It's just a big plate of pasta. I know. There's nothing I like more than after looking at a dead body. Than just a big old pot of jambalaya. I'm saying. Yeah. Bring out the daiquiris and some jambalaya. Daiquiris. Mm-hmm. We're going to go down to the pills. Olive Garden. Happy pills. They call those morning after pills. Because <laughs> you take them after your morning <laughs> to make you happy. Anyway, thank you. Oh, but it's... Dad jokes. Pow, pow, pow. Dog dad jokes. They're even worse. So... Olga probably died on July 11th, 969. We don't know for sure. Probably. Um, <laughs> in 1547, Princess Olga was canonized as Saint Olga. She is considered the first saint of the Russian Orthodox Church. Ooh. Her relics were lost in the 18th century. No. She is celebrated by both... Irresponsible. I know. She's celebrated by both the Catholic and the Orthodox churches. Really? Which I did not realize were different things. Um, quite a feat for a woman whose hands were stained by the blood of so many of her enemies. They just look over that. Yeah, it's Christianity. Like, Have you uh, heard of the Crusades? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but then again, she was neither the first nor the last of the famous historical characters who uh were far from like perfect, ritzy, proper early lives. You know. Yeah. No. Sometimes it's even. Fine. Sorry. Go ahead. Also, like, that's before she converted. Well, sometimes even saints have a dark past. Well, I'm um, just saying, like, she hadn't converted. She's not Christian. Overall, Olga, aside from being a badass bitch, was a perfect example that saints weren't always the angelic examples of lawful goodness that they are portrayed to be. Chaotic. Okay. Or it's like lawful good. Lawful evil. Chaotic good. 
I would consider them probably lawful evil. Uh, as most people at that time. But St. Jerome was a notorious curmudgeon. St. Bernard, which is a person and not just a dog. <laughs> uh, Saints Bernard, Catherine of Siena, and Francis of Assisi all endorsed the Crusades, which, if you remember, were a fucking... Just a boy. Uh, even the man JC himself wasn't kind and gentle all the time. He overthrew the money changers tables at the temple during Not their JC. businesses. He was harsh to the adulterous women's accusers. That's why they're like, what would Jesus do? It is not unlike to say flipping a table. Yeah, or coming to the aid of an adulterous woman because JC was about his business, apparently, if the stories are to be believed. Uh, he warned the rich young man that it wasn't going to go well for him unless he gave up his obsession with monies. You can find these stories in in the Bible, by the way, John and Luke. I figured. <laughs> Just to throw them out there. Yeah. Uh, regarding those who scandalize children, Jesus said it would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he be thrown in the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. So he was about the babies too. Uh, this is a weird note. For me to go on but it just it's like a good example that like no i'm here for it let's let's do this uh he also said that he did not come in peace but rather to bring a sword those who support him will be handed over to those who oppose him uh and if you recall the time jesus told his disciples to shake the dust off their sandals if they visited a city which rejects the gospel he didn't mince words when condemning satan uh he berated the pharisees and called them a brood of vipers Basically, he was like a, you know, these are just people following this example, I guess. I don't know what, like, I, I'm curious to think what they read, like, versus what people now read when they read it. It's like, oh, it's like all it's about like the what, love and stuff. Yeah, where it's like uh, lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, he drowned like a whole uh, fucking herd of pigs. Well, let's not forget what his dad did. Yeah, I think his dad did a little bit worse. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he drowned the whole fucking world. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm going to... We're just going to start over. I'm just going to drown some pigs. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the moral of the story is, if you read between the lines, Jesus was also a pretty ruthless guy. Uh, so it's not, you know, depending on how, how literally you believe in the existence of Jesus Christ, which, is neither, which is neither here nor there. We won't discuss my personal feelings on the matter, <laughs> but just be happy. I mentioned like I'm, I'm used examples from the Bible and stuff. Like it's not all blasphemy. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all I got. That I just was... I thought that was kind of a cool way to end uh, with examples of when uh, you know not too saints weren't so saintly. Bloody fucking brilliant. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Like I say after every episode, but I mean it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, once again, for Olga, I kept finding the same information over and over again. It happens. So it's kind of frustrating. Only so much information out there. It's just crazy because like this lady lived a whole fucking life, like a bloody life, and, and the did. most I could find about her written were like just a few pages, in like Britannica. Imagine your life being condensed down into like three pages on the British Encyclopedia. Yeah, I know. At least she's got that. Some of us won't even have that. Yeah, boy. You got your old IMBD page. Yeah, and <laughs> one of the credits isn't even me. 
we won't tell anybody. Okay. So just saying, if you look me up on IMDb, I did not work on the set of Beast of the Southern Wild. As far as you know. Anyway. As far as I know. <laughs> I did drink a lot during those times. So <laughs> I might have. I might have traveled from Rome to New Orleans. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's all I got. Perfect. Anything to add, take away? Comments, concerns, complaints? I don't think I could add anything to her life. Yeah, she's pretty badass. She doesn't need any embellishing. Right. That lady was all embellishment. Just natural. It came natural. She's... Uh, so once again, Something we have, I strive to be in my everyday life. I keep finding myself going back to people from this region-ish. You know, like Eastern Europe, Russia. Just real badass motherfuckers Ooh. over there, man. Anyway. And why haven't we learned about her before? Right. I guess maybe if I would have grown up, maybe if you grew up Catholic. How did you find out about her? A friend of mine mentioned her in passing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It was crispy. Nice, crispy. Yeah, nice, crispy. Uh, baby girl? Yeah, baby girl. Baby, Little baby crispy. Little baby crispy. Hi, Hi crispy. little baby crispy. <laughs> Trying to keep your friends straight. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Well, that's all I got. That's it. So as always, we, we are, are the, the Boneses, Boneses and, and we are out. out.